0: Welcome to stepping up with toy. I'm your host toy step. This is space to have conversations about all things, faith, family, and fitness. Let's create a whole and healthy life together, spiritually, relationally, and physically. Well, welcome to the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. I am so glad that you have made the decision to tune in today. And once again, I have such a fun guest for you. This has been such a motivator for me in this podcast, is sharing these incredible friends that God has put in my life and the gifts that he's given them with all of you, our listeners. And so today, I have Nina Shirley joining me in the studio. And she and her husband, Brendan, live on 10 acres here in Jupiter. So I currently live in Jupiter, Florida, and Nina and Brandon do also, and they're living there with their daughter River and an ever-evolving variety of gardens farm animals, and tropical fruit trees. Her business is The Dirt Academy, and she designs and builds custom garden-centric outdoor living spaces for her clients. Even though she's happiest with her hands in the dirt, she's also passionate about helping other people learn the joy of growing their own food at home through her gardening online course and not one but two TV shows on the design network called Farm to Table and Nina's garden. And Brendan and Nina, who will be celebrating nine years of marriage this year, are raising their daughter, River, to be connected to the land and enjoy every moment of learning and exploration, which sounds so fun. So Nina, I am so glad that you're here today. Hi, Toy. It's so fun that you're here. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's awesome. So something, before we dive into food, which sounds so yummy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something that we both have in common, there's a couple of things we were talking even before we started recording, just it's so fun and we're going to get to a lot of those, but one of the things we have in common is we both are married to musicians. Yes. In fact, that's how you and I met was through our guys because Brendan played music with John at church, but before we even go into all of that, like us meeting you, Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about living on the road. So. (laughs) Brendan's band was touring and let's talk about road life with 10th Avenue North living on a bus for four years. I remember us having lunch and I'm like, I got to know more about that. <laughs> so let's just talk a little bit more about that before you went. So bus life before this quiet farm life. Yeah.
1: Big transition there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah after I graduated college, we got married right away, and I was twenty, so super young um, and I was really excited to have a spot on the road because the band that Brendan was in was so kind that mm. whenever one of the guys would get married, the wife had a guaranteed spot for a year, which was the best deal ever wow. so of course, I wanted to work and be part of the crew and everything like that, but um, I was really grateful to know that I would get to spend at least my first year with my husband because that's not always guaranteed if you have a touring husband. So um, moved right onto the bus. There was uh, a front lounge, kind of our living area with a little tiny kitchen and a little tiny bathroom, and then 12 bunks. We all slept in <laughs> basically shelves on both sides of the aisle and three tall, um, I slept on the top bunk and then, um, Jeff or Jason, I can't remember the drummer. Oh the gosh. guitar player was in the middle bunk because that was kind of the prime one. Like our bosses got those, and then Brendan was in the bottom bunk. And so, oh my um, gosh, yeah. And then there's a little uh, Did you pass storage room notes in the down back. To each yeah. other from
0: top bunk Night, to bottom babe.
1: bunk. <laughs> like, yeah, everybody knew the the one girl on the road was calling out to the one husband. Um, there were other girls on the road at different times, uh, which was really good. Um, But yeah, we were in a different city every single day. We usually did four shows a weekend, and uh, half the time I didn't know what state we were even in until I did Mm. my report at night. Um, Some of the time I sold the t-shirts, did the merch. Some of the time I worked for Compassion International. Um, We got to see the world. I felt so privileged and just super blessed to get to see... Not only like a million small towns in, a, in the U.S. that I had never heard of, but we also got to travel internationally, which was wow. awesome. It was so fun. Wow. Yeah. And I remember us sitting
0: at lunch that day and just talking about that. And I love your perspective and really seeing that season and all the joy that that season brought you and the gifts in that. But I remember asking you, do you miss it? And you're just really thankful for where you are now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a key, and even to our listeners, you know, something I've worked on is being present where I am. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Bob Goff. I was reading something from Bob Goff. I'm a fan of his, but he talked about both feet. I just, I just put both feet on the ground as yeah, we're talking. Do it I know, I know <laughs> that they can't see us, but just really, when he was at the dinner table, he would talk about making a habit of putting both feet on the ground mm-hmm. just to be present because he traveled so much, where he was, and yeah. with the people he was with. And that's something that I loved, even as we were reflecting back, this is years ago, and you were telling me about that journey, just you being so thankful for then, but also where you are now. So let's fast forward a little bit. And something you mentioned too, which I thought was just, I really loved this that you shared because it gave me like some confidence, but that you didn't, knowing you now and food, and even when you guys came over one night and... The way you made popcorn for my family and flavored it, and everybody had so much fun. The kids love that. Yeah, like food is how I know you. So to think about you not cooking before you were married, like I'm like what? Because I think well, Nina's always been a food girl. Like food's your oh, thing. Toy. No. <laughs> and I, I so was not. I mean, we were just talking about my chickpea stir fry that yeah. I made for my husband as like, look, baby, this beautiful, wonderful meal. My meat guy. Okay, let me just say mm-hmm. that too. So. Let's just talk a little bit about how now that's one of your favorite things, but kind of that transition. So you guys are on the road, Mm -hmm.
1: and then why Jupiter? Like, what brought you back here? Take us there. Yeah. Um, Well, my mom's favorite thing to point out now when I'm working in the agriculture space is that I ate corn dogs and french fries and watermelon for years. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) When I was little. It was Awful. She would give me whatever I would eat, just so I would have calories. But I was so picky, and I still love a good corn dog. I'm not gonna lie. But um, <laughs> but yeah, from being a really picky eater when I was little to not really knowing how to cook anything when we got married, um, and that journey is kind of um, part of learning to grow food and cook food at the same time um, has been really special. But yeah, we decided when we lived in Nashville. The touring life was so full and a lot of times exciting and also some of the times really stressful um, to just be so transient and living out of a suitcase. Even when we'd go home, we weren't home very long to even really unpack and then pack two days later. So so did
0: you have a home Yes, as a married couple that you mm-hmm. called home other than moving home? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bus. We,
1: we were... Uh, home Monday and Tuesday, and then we would leave town on Wednesday and be gone through Sunday. Wow! Monday morning yeah. and home at that time was in Nashville. In Nashville, yep. And a lot of the band guys, we all lived within a few miles of each other oh. and their families. And some of their wives are some of my best friends. So we're still today, years later, all wow. really connected. And I, was I see with that Heather it's today, so cool. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we wanted to start a family, and the pace that we were going at um, wouldn't really work. Um, I would definitely have to come off the road, but I didn't want to be alone in Nashville with Brendan traveling so much. So we made the big decision to move back here, which is my hometown. And um, it was actually Brendan's idea. We had been talking about it, but he's really the one that was like, I think it's time. And then all of a sudden I was like, but wait, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's what we really want to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, just transitioning out of the band and here. We really expected to live in an apartment for a little while and kind of save money and try to figure out how to get land one day. Um, But, yeah, that's another really cool God moment. Um, Wow.
0: And you started helping others with food
1: in Nashville, correct? Yep. We were touring Wednesday through the weekend, and I would wake up on the bus Monday morning and put my dirty pants on and go back to the farm. <laughs> so I would work a part-time job. A dirty pants. <laughs> yeah. You don't even wash your pants when you work that that much um, in the dirt. So yeah, I would go Monday and Tuesday and sometimes Wednesday to a farm outside of Nashville growing organic vegetables, working at farmer's markets, things like that, doing the work that I was really passionate about, that I had a degree in, um... I mean, getting paid nothing but learning on these big farms of how to grow vegetables. So um, did that for a while on other people's farms and then started helping people build gardens in their backyards in that short time that I was in Nashville between runs. so
0: Wow. Yeah. And then we look at like, okay, so creating TV shows with the design network. (laughs) Yeah. How awesome. Just, it's been a full life so far. Yes. thankful. Yeah. Colby and I enjoy, I mean, I can't get it off of my, and part of me feels like I almost need a date with you to do it because I'm kind of that way with food. Like, mm-hmm. I think once I can see it and do it with somebody and see step one, two, three, four, when you, that episode of pickling, making your pickles. Yeah. Jarring pickles. Yep. What is it called? Canning. Canning. <laughs> And Colby was like, oh, and then we're watching another episode and another episode, and it's just been so fun because we know you, but the quality of the show is amazing, and just Thank seeing you. you, and it's you. I, I love, sometimes we see our friends and maybe they're doing something, and you're like, that's not who I know, but mm-hmm. it's you. I mean, it's Aww. just your heart, and even some of what you talked about with the chickens we so relate to, so I'm kind
1: of like all over the place, but... Let's go back to the TV show. Like, how did that happen? Um, So I know your listeners are probably super health conscious and maybe curious or inspired gardening on a small scale or aspiring to have land and be doing some of this homesteading. So um, to that point, uh, Farm to Table was our first TV show on the Design Network. Um, That's the one that goes more into our story, tells kind of some of the steps to... Starting a homestead, and then Nina's Garden is just more tips and tricks for gardening. So, if anyone's curious, they're free to watch on the Design Network. Um, most smart TVs have that channel, um, or on the app. Yeah, on the any app, device. So, we watched one.
0: She was watching it driving. I'm like, yeah, you know. And as a mom, I have an 11 year old daughter and a 15 year old son, and there is such a the the struggle is real on finding. Quality shows that mm. your whole family can watch. Yeah. And that would keep the whole family interested. Sometimes it's like, okay, we divide and conquer. Like, I'll watch this with my son, and John will watch this with our daughter, or vice versa. But I'm like, yes, we have a lot that's of episodes Sunday. we can watch
1: of Miss Nina, <laughs> and it's stuff that we're interested in. So, yeah. That's um, really great. This is a total side note, but I remember like five years ago when we were here, when Rigby was like a little kid <laughs> and he was downing guacamole, I was like, what 10 year old? loves guacamole. Like when I was 10, I was not eating guacamole. Well,
0: and you know what's so cool and I say that about my children. I remember I was talking about my daughter eating quinoa and she would call it quinoa. Can I have some quinoa? And she would always accent it that way. And um, they came into an event I was doing. I was doing like a healthy living event and just helping people cook fun, simple things that are healthy for the family. And she came in, she goes, did you have quinoa? I want quinoa. And they go, (laughs) She she really does eat. I said, oh, I can't be lying about what my kids say because they will call me out. Yeah. If I say they love something and they don't, they'll be like, I don't like that. Why yeah. are you telling everybody I like that? <laughs> so I have to definitely be a truth teller. Yeah. But yeah, watching, it's been very fun. And now as they're older, sometimes I will tell you, we're sitting and you know when you want the meal you've ordered or like I'll be having sushi and I'll give her 3 out of the 8 rolls and she's like why do you have 5 and I only have 3 why don't I have 4 <laughs> like they they eat all of these things this is amazing raw, everything because we wanted in our home to have an adventure with food yeah. and that's what we would say we are having an adventure with food and you don't know until you try it mm-hmm. and that was the hill I'm willing I was willing to die on, Yeah, it's like, pick your battles. Yeah. Yeah. Pick your battles. Food is one of them for sure. Some of them for me, maybe another parent would be like, oh, I would not have done that. Well, that, that wasn't my battle, but food, I wanted to be able to travel with my family. I wanted to, food is fuel and the way it can heal the body. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want them to just eat three or four things. I wanted to be able to have more of a palate for my family. And because I don't cook a whole lot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I make something... You all better eat it. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> so yeah. um, talk a little bit about some of the lessons, because that's something that I love, too, and just your heart for the Lord. But some of the lessons that God teaches you through the gift of living on land. And I think this is so great, gardening for your hobby and for your job, because that's mm-hmm. that's got to have some of its challenges. So what are some of the lessons in that, just that God's teaching you?
1: Yeah, that's an amazing question. Yeah. Um, Yeah, gardening definitely started out as this kind of introspective, quiet thing that I would do by myself or with Brendan at home. Um, And I always loved having my own garden, even if I was working on a farm, I wanted my own space. So um, yeah, it definitely started out as a quiet place and now I'm broadcasting it on TV, my time in the garden. Um, <laughs> so it, it has changed a lot, but, um, for me kind of taking breaks from, from one or the other, especially sharing anything online. Like I'm not super active on social media right now. Cause my garden is my place to unwind or play with river and our PJs. And I, I'm not sharing as much of that. So it kind of goes in seasons of whether it's purely hobby or purely my job. But I've found that um, gardening being my job has been so much fun because I also hire some of my best friends to Mm. work with me. And so today we did an event for um, this company where we built all these garden planters. And I had three of my really good friends and me, and we set it all up. We did the event. We were together the whole day. Um, So finding a career and building a career kind of from scratch um, in my business from something that I loved to do alone has been a huge gift, and I know the Lord has been in that every single step of the way. Um, I'm not a particularly patient person, I would say. (laughs) Um, so we have that in common
0: too. (laughs) Even as you said the word, I'm like, I don't pray for that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to pray for help in that. I'm like, I try to find creative ways to
1: even say it as you were saying. I'm like, I see why you hesitated. I'm, uh, yeah, that's my weak point for sure. Um, so Even, I even try to cheat it in my garden and buy transplants so I don't have to wait for the tiny, tiny little plants to get bigger and bigger. We just (laughs) talked about that in an episode, Colby and I, and
0: you would go every day, we'd go every day to see if there was any kind of new growth. And I looked at John after weeks, I'm like, we have to add some that kind of like, look kids, because I didn't want to lose their interest either. And Mm -hmm. I was like... I think I see, like, you get, like, your little magnifying glass to see if there's a little speck of green in there. Mm -hmm. And yes,
1: we've done both because it's... I want more of that instant gratification. Plant it today and eat it tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) You can do that with some veggies, for sure, especially (laughs) herbs. Some things grow better when you direct seed them into the soil, and then some things are totally fine if you plant an existing young plant into the soil. Um, But yeah, learning... That patience and diligence and consistency is um, really valuable in life. It's not just about like the quick, fun, um, more exciting moments, it has been really good. And seeing River in the garden has been really fun um, for me as a mom because I don't teach her things intentionally sometimes in the garden, but I'll see her copying me. Mm. Um, so that's really special. And just reading scripture now compared to before I ever gardened or worked on farms or, or taught any of this kind of stuff, it comes alive because Jesus speaks in parable after parable after parable about seeds and soil and growing and seasons. Yes. So um, back then, that was the language that everyone used because that made sense and everyone was in an agricultural environment in their mm. day-to-day life. And we don't have that as much anymore, but I really believe we can get some of that back mm-hmm. and kind of regain that lost generational knowledge. And it's in our heritage. Like, we all have ancestors, or even as recently as a few generations ago, um, family that were farmers. So, yeah, it's not too far gone.
0: Well, I think and we I think when we think about patience, something I have found, because we John's been growing vegetables since we were early married and we've been married twenty-two years and I told a, a story on a recent episode with my daughter about how he brought in a snow pea for me and a snow pea for him and it was delicious and I said, Oh, bring in more and he said, We just ate the whole crop. And I was like, What? <laughs> and it I, I didn't really have the appreciation for how long it was taking. And we also didn't live in a space when we first got married, that we had a lot of land. And so it was really a couple years ago that we were kind of we had a little more time and let's do it all together. The kids were older now that they could have responsibility and we love the teachable opportunities and, but it, it's made me slow down. Mm -hmm. And then they built a little like table out in the back and the tire swing. and We start making it a gathering place and I'm barefoot more and I'm getting dirty with my hands, but Mm -hmm. seeing those little seedlings and getting to eat that food and put it on your table But I find I take deeper breaths. I slow down because I am a kind of a go, go, go person. I want it now. I like it now. And even as we're talking, I'm like, but I could justify why the impatience (sighs) of me can be also a really good thing, right? But God often will tell me, hey, wait on me. Wait Mm -hmm. on me. Hey, I'm back here. Wait on me. And I find being in the garden has just made me take a breath. And I see him more. Um watching my kids play or get dirty because I like things neat. Mm-hmm. And being okay with that yeah, has been really, really wonderful. That's cool. And your visions, you were talking also about just some of your dreams and your visions and even things that you journaled then seeing the life you have now. Talk a little bit about that too because that's, that's God totally showing us that He's been
1: in it mm-hmm. from the get-go. Yeah, I'm full of vision. I have ideas faster than I could ever create them in real life. Um, wow. which is a gift and also um not a curse, but it keeps Brendan and I very busy, <laughs> always having ideas. Um, but yeah, I, I have a few journal entries from one from 2011, a business plan from 20 13, I I was kind of in those early stages of dreaming and discovering this passion and would write it down, and I have all of them still, describing some of the things that we have now on our land, mm. um, the 10 acres with the cows and the farm animals and the gardens, describing some of those things to a T, like a screened-in wow. porch where we do Bible studies and stuff like that that, um, mm. that I just couldn't have... Seen the full picture of, but I know that God was feeding me those little ideas, and giving me a glimpse of kind of I I don't know He He kind of let me dream big, and I'm I'm not afraid to sketch down little drawings or visions or pictures or mm. or notes about the dog I want one day or something, you know, right. Um, I wrote, I want a dog that will follow me everywhere, you know, not on a leash. Whatever lives outside and scares away the predators at night. And I got some of those things in unexpected ways, unexpected timing. I couldn't have written the story that we've been living, but um, yeah, it's really special to go back. And I'm super busy now, and a young mom, and running a business, and things like that. So. I don't journal as much anymore. I, a lot of my creative ideas and visions are for my clients and things like mm. that. So I need to... You're reminding me right now. I need to continue to have vision for our personal um, farm and space and continue that kind of log of history yes. to kind of... In five years from now, it's yes. going to be happening.
0: And two things I think of just as you're speaking, you know, not to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we mm-hmm. ask or imagine. I think about... My imagination can be pretty vast. Mm-hmm. I I feel, and he's saying bigger than all yeah. we can imagine, mm-hmm. immeasurably more. And I think about times where I've had dream boards, and okay, and I, I God would put something on my heart, and I put it up, and you feel like, but that's way off. And then whoa, there it is. Mm-hmm. So not being afraid. I think as our listeners are kind of tuning in to that reminder, don't be afraid to dream. Mm -hmm. And dreaming with God is amazing. You know, just that He gives us these talents and these gifts. It's something even as a mom, I remember a mom mentor saying to me, help them see if they're fast, to keep it from getting to like i'm so much better than not all kids have that speed and so i'll say to my yeah. son use that on the field god gave you this anchoring it to the lord and how he's wired my boy or competitiveness some people could care less to win they play a game they're like i'm just here for fun i want to win that's me and no. so does my yeah. son and i'm like <laughs> use it on the field Please use it on the field, not with your sister, preferably. Use it on the field because not everyone has that gift. That's a gift that the Lord has given you. So I look Mm -hmm. at even the way He's created you, Nina, and these visions. And and then I also think journaling as a young mom. I'm a big journaler. It is so sweet to go back and... You'll journal things that River's doing now, and then in a couple of years, and my mom would always say, did you write it down? I wrote it down. Did you write it down? I wrote it down. And I'm so glad she encouraged that, because I go back now, and some of the funny things they said, or I remember the way Rigby would snuggle me. It's just really, really great for your heart as a mom to go back and see that, and then to see God's hand in it all. Yeah. Things that you thought kind of devastation sometimes of like, this isn't going to happen. And then later you're like, I am so glad that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, look at God's plan for my life. So gardening season is now and I love what you're doing. So talk to us a little bit about your online course and the way you're consulting. I mean, we have right down the street, you did this like butterfly (laughs) what did you do there? Like, I'm sorry. I passed
1: it on the way here and it was pitch black. So I was trying to like turn on my brights to see the garden. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, (laughs) So
0: talk to us about your online course and then some of the consultation and things that you're doing with some of your
1: clients. Yeah. My business is called the Dirt Academy and it's online anywhere. So definitely come find me if you have any questions about gardening, but basically we install custom outdoor living spaces, um, What you said earlier about gardening, and you have some chairs around your raised beds or a fire pit or something like that. Um, In the last few years, my crew has started to um, install spaces like that with the vegetable raised beds and the herbs and flowers and things like Mm. that, but also making it a space where you can live in it because then you'll spend more time, you'll notice more about your garden, you'll learn more, um, whether that's a dining table or swings or anything like that. Um, So yeah, we build physical gardens. That's the one that your neighbor has. It's a monarch way station, which it's not hard to get certified if you want to become a monarch way station in your yard. It's a simple online application. Um, We planted very intentionally in that yard to um, attract all stages of the monarch butterfly development, and it's full of butterflies. It's awesome. Walking through there, they're like hitting your face and like barely not going in your mouth. Um, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. It's like butterfly
0: world out here at Jupiter Farms. In
1: nature. Yeah, (laughs) it's really cool. Um, We also have an online course where I teach the basics of gardening, how to dream up and actually build something in your own backyard. So um, that's the DIY version, but still with some help and some support directly from me. And then, um, yeah, we're just constantly in the community doing different things um, to help inspire people to grow more food. So, And so how do they find you? How do my listeners find you? TheDirtAcademy.com is my website. Um, There's links to all our episodes of the shows there, Mm. which is the easiest way to find it. They're listed on YouTube, which is really easy. Um, And then on Instagram, The Dirt Academy, I'm kind of posting us in the field, what we're working on, the projects, the crazy stuff going on at home. Um, We just built a big food forest and I'm learning a ton about um, different medicinal native plants and things like that. So That's been incredible.
0: That's been new for me. I have a neighbor who has a friend and that's one of the neat things living out here is people are, not all, um, but most people are wanting to learn more about their land and you're seeing the chickens and you're you know, you're hearing the chickens and the people, like this butterfly garden. It's like there's space to do these things. But she was talking to me about this leaf has protein in it. and this. <laughs> now, my problem is, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but she walked me around, and it was so wonderful. And using, like, all of your land, like the the mm-hmm. The, the corners, yep. yes,
1: it's so, so great. Shade, sun, and everything. And she
0: took some, you know, she would do some clippings for me and just stick it. Just stick it in the pot and stick it in the dirt. Well, I didn't get the whole recipe, so I just stuck it in the dirt. I stuck it in the pot. and John's like, but did you water it? Did you? I'm like, oh, she didn't say that. <laughs> so, excuse me. I'm like, it's just not looking very good. He's like, babe, you've got to water. And water there been is times life. <laughs> like, I think that this plant is dying. He goes, babe, you just have to water it. So I have grown a lot in that. But I wasn't sure exactly what to do, and I am one of those people that I need to know the steps. And I see that sometimes in my own strengths, I think, "Well, everybody just knows this, right?" No. And I've had friends that have been in the kitchen with me, and my one friend would say, "Well, you just did it, 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 and you did it, that." And I'm like, "What is did it, 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 and did it, it, that?" And yeah. oh, well, that's like some salt. How many teaspoons? How? how many? And she's so comfortable that she can just sprinkle, and it tastes mm-hmm. amazing. I had to start with the exact recipe, but now when I make my soups and I make some of the things that I make, I'm did it and I'm did it. Yeah. I've grown into that. But with these food forests, it's so cool mm-hmm. how you really can use every space, every bit of your land. And then the leaves and learning about these plants. But I just haven't. I didn't do very good the first day. So I'm going to need we can try coaching. Again. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: A food forest is a really cool way to um, greatly increase the amount of food that you can produce at home with uh, less effort than some other types of gardens that are a little bit more high maintenance. So for everyone, a food forest is a permaculture idea that... Uh, is an intentional planting that mimics a forest in nature. So if you think of when you're hiking, whether you're here in Florida or anywhere else, you have the ground cover, the low shrubs, the kind of mid-level flowering trees, the canopy trees that are really tall. So in a food forest, you find food producing versions of all those levels of the forest, and you intentionally kind of shape your different canopy levels. So um, we have sunshine mimosa and different ground covers. Um, we have all of our mid-level, whether they're producing food for us or for the butterflies and bees, we mm-hmm. want to attract the beneficial pollinators. Um, and then all the way up to the towering fruit trees that could potentially get 100 feet tall in mm. last generations. Um, we just built a space at our house. It's 80 feet by 80 feet, which on our acreage doesn't look very big. Um, but produces way more food than we could ever eat. Wow. It's already outpacing us. and um, we share it. I was going to bring you a lot, but it's the same thing. I was like, I need to bring it to you when I can tell you about everything and and give you recipes and things like that. Yes, we'll have to do that.
0: Um, I learn well that way. Mm-hmm. and I love that. you pre- I appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just a, an interesting way to grow plants in your local region that not only survive on little care, but can thrive on the wet season and the dry season mm. and and our type of soils that are really sandy a lot of the time. Um, these plants will thrive and, and do incredibly well. When we're trying to grow little lettuces and things that we see at Publix that are mm-hmm. grown in... Um, different parts of the country and world, uh, we struggle sometimes to grow those, depending on the time of year. So, having more subtropical varieties, I could go on and on. I love I'll leave it. it at that. <laughs> I love it. So, let's just for a
0: second. So, somebody is new. We have a listener that's saying, "Okay, I want to do something. I want to start somewhere. How would you guide them?" So, if someone's starting out and they don't have a lot of space, yeah. you know, how would you start
1: them? I would say the first, most important thing is your mindset about gardening. Approach it with joy and open hands, because mm. um, gardening is not one more thing in our life to micromanage and white knuckle. Mm. <laughs> um, we have enough That's that we're so trying good, to take care of and keep alive, um, I know a lot of us have little kids, things like that. Um, homes, partners, uh, jobs, things like that. So gardening can be a pressure valve to release some of that stress in our life, not at not it. Um, and there are really good ways. So I say that to say, if you have a friend or a resource, I have a lot of free resources. Um, if you start your gardening journey, properly with the right tools, the right soil, um, really healthy plants or good seeds, your journey will be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, Not easy, but easier than if you're kind of trying to throw it together without some help. Um, A lot of gardeners are passionate about doing that, so Mm -hmm. would be happy to help you, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, start small and start with joy because... Um, it really can be just a fun and healing process. Imperfect, imperfect. I know some of the stuff I'm posting and the jobs I do for clients, they look perfect. They look stunning and like 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, but that's um, an aesthetic goal. Like when we're at home, a lot of the times, my gardens don't look perfect, but when I'm walking through one of our gardens and there's branches hitting me in the face and my little girls barefoot picking the berries off trees i'm couldn't be happier mm. it can be a little wild that's but a it reminder. can be yeah
0: it's a great reminder that's that's good i i i'm wishing right now that i had a pin, so i'm going to have to go back and to listen <laughs> listen to my own podcast and like take notes because this is so encouraging and I think it's just good reminders. Perfection is something that can be so paralyzing. Yeah. And even our garden right now, we're getting ready to like replant and it just doesn't look that great. And part of me was like, Nina's coming over. And John said, babe, she knows better than anybody. And it's it's one of those things we've even seen a lot of like just learning as we go and things that, man, they just thrive. They were growing to a place where we're like, I was giving neighbors, like, bouquet of flowers. I'm yeah. giving them greens. And every time family would come over, I felt like, let's go out to the back to the grocery. I'm doing little air quotes right now, mm-hmm. but let's load you up with produce. And and then other things that were like, yeah, it's it's fine, but we're not enjoying it as much. Or I didn't like the way it felt compared to something else, like raw, whereas some other things... I mean, I would just eat right out of my garden. I'm like, yeah. okay, I just had a whole salad while I was walking through my garden, and that was so fun. Yeah. And even carrots, a simple thing like carrots, us feeling the, the ground and not knowing, like it's its a fun little mystery as we were pulling them up. Someone like, oh, my gosh, look how big this is. And others, I'm like, dang it, we're I pulled it up too soon. Yeah. 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 So it's just been a really fun, even as we intro you, exploration has been really such a joy in the garden.
1: Yeah. I think some practical tips, too, to not leave you guys hanging. Um, (laughs) um, If you want some raised beds, I always use cedar if I'm using wood, which is the more expensive option, but it's insect-resistant, so it will not fill up with termites, especially next to your wood frame house, Jupiter Farms. (laughs) Um, So I do like using cedar. Pine is totally great, too, um, if you want to start simple. If you want metal-raised beds... My favorite is called Hopkins Homestead, Mm. and I can get a discount code for them. If anybody's interested, I can share that with you. And then for soil, Midway Scapes or Mike's Organic Compost. Those Mm. are my two favorites. Everyone asks me where I get soil. So Mike's Organic Compost can deliver any amount of yards. There's soil calculators online. You can type in the size of your raised beds, and it tells you how much you need, which is very valuable math help. <laughs> yes, um, Just Google soil calculator, it will tell you. And then um, Midway Scapes will do an 80-20 compost mix blend. Just tell them that. And I don't know if that's helpful. That's, that's a lot of information. For plants, I go to a variety of local nurseries, Jupiter Farms Nursery, Jack from Urban Abundance has a lot of good stuff, and if you're further south, Tree Amigos has an incredible selection. My favorite fertilizer is called Down to Earth, so maybe I can just give you links for. This I stuff love that. And you this can is cut great. All this out. <laughs>
0: well, resources are amazing. Like just yeah. that you're sharing
1: this, and those that are
0: really wanting more information are like writing this down, and others are like, "Okay, I kind of just want to start with skip maybe some- forward, yeah." <laughs> basil, you know, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can add into my eggs or whatever it is they're making. Yeah. But I love that. I, I always say, I call myself a resource girl, and I want to be able to share that. So I love that you're sharing that with our listeners. And I just, when you were talking even about River and on your property, I remember a Thanksgiving that we came over for dessert and just, you guys had just finished the kind of the beginning because your property, you've added a lot to it. But I remember John was almost maybe kind of sad that we were there because I'm like, This is what I want. He's like, it doesn't just happen like that, toy. The time. (laughs) And and even with your chickens, like I remember even on one of your episodes just talking about like, you know, scooping the poop is not real glamorous. And a lot of farm like disgusting. But it's like it is also very rewarding. Like Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be a chicken lady. All right. I never thought it. And we have chickens and my daughter has this little business we've created with Kolb's Coop. And But then I'm out there so many times going, if you ever would have asked me, I would have said, absolutely not. Would I be scooping (laughs) poop? But then I'm throwing it in the banana trees and I'm learning how to like make that from this part of my land, help that part of my land. And it's really, I feel very empowered too. It's a really, really cool feeling. So as we're kind of wrapping up, one of the things I love that you shared is just how you grow alongside your business just over the years and intentionally, want your character to stay a few steps ahead of any success that you have. And I think that's just, I love your heart, Nina, oh. and your intentionality and that perspective for yourself, um, because that's important. And sometimes just having that zoom out, mm-hmm. right? So maybe just expand upon that. And then I want to wrap up with some of your new favorite interests.
1: Yes. Um, thank you. That's really sweet. Um I think for anybody in a career or anything we do, I should just speak for myself. It would, it would be really easy, tempting to kind of become self-absorbed, self-focused. Uh, I think traveling with the band that Brendan was in really helped me get perspective on some of that kind of thing. Like, we really are here to serve, and um, absorbing attention and applause can really mess up Your brain, (laughs) I think. Uh, So, so for yeah, I I think any measure of success that I've experienced in my small business, feeling like, wow, we really did this right. Wow, we're crushing it. Wow, whatever, we made so much money. Or, gosh, that hurt so bad. I made nothing and worked so hard. Like, it would be really easy for the highs and lows to. Determine my mood or mm. um, affect me too much mm. in either direction, and it definitely does sometimes. Um, but I remember specifically, almost two years ago, I was feeling like an upward tick in my business. I was getting good at some of the things that I had struggled with before. Um, I was finally relying on other people to help me with certain things, and was like letting go of my grip on um, some of the organizational and admin parts of it. And um, the Lord kind of dropped in my mind through something I was listening to, some podcast or some book I was reading, um, that I needed my character and my personal development and growth to forever stay ahead of whatever business stuff I was doing. So I hired a business coach for so much money. It was painful, but it was the best um, check on my heart, I thought I would go into that coaching year. <laughs> I thought I went in with this big financial goal, and I was like, "Oh, she's gonna help me make so much money and and be successful and Brendan's gonna work with me and I had these like ideas right. that were not bad ideas right but um almost as soon as we started working together, she was like, "Oh man, I think you need to do a rebrand and take a sabbatical I was like, oh. what like change everything and then stop working? I don't think so. What? But Why did I hire you? I <laughs> but ultimately, it was the best thing ever. She really helped me walk through some of those transitions and growth seasons and slow seasons with integrity. Mm. And I feel so much better and connected to my values in my actual life with the values in my business. So...
0: That's good. That's
1: a long answer to your question, but uh, no, um, but that's solid. solid. Yeah, trying to keep my mind and heart connected and focused on my values and priorities, and then letting the business kind of flow from that. Mm. That's great.
0: Ooh, I think that's so rich for our listeners to hear and just even, and and I love that you said, you know, we've talked about, yes, this is your business and what you're doing in it. It's any business. And I think that's one of those things as I share in different episodes, you know, if I'm doing a parenting episode, there's nuggets in there that even if you're not a parent, if you're in any relationship at all with another human being, how that those tips can help. Or marriage, you might not be married. Maybe you want to be married someday. And I think about we did a whole music series and just hearing those journeys. So it might not be music for someone, but how that can apply to what they're currently doing. Mm -hmm. And that rest, there is so much benefit in rest. Mm -hmm. And I think for people like you and I, and I think a lot of our listeners that are like, go, go, go. And if you're a high achiever, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And we feel like we're not doing when we really are doing so much more for ourselves when we can rest and recharge. And I feel also that's when we can really hear the Lord and allow Him to speak into our lives. Because it's leaning not on our own understanding, His. And so many times, He reminds me, Toy, you're not letting me drive. Mm -hmm. Like, oops, How did I get in the seat? So let's, as we wrap up, just some of your new interests. And we were talking about the color purple is something that you're kind of fascinated with right now. (laughs) That's another fun thing
1: for our listeners to hear. So let's talk a little bit about that before we close up this episode. For sure. In our diets, having a variety of colors, the Mm. entire rainbow is so helpful to naturally get the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that we need, all those little micronutrients mm. um, naturally in our bodies. So I rely on that mentality, feeding River, my daughter, and, and my whole family. Um, but you don't see a lot of blue and purple, or at least a variety of those things at the grocery store in the produce section. Maybe plums, maybe blueberries, maybe blackberries, um but in nature, a... I don't want to get too nerdy here, but... Um, <laughs> Do it! Uh, there are many different colors of some of the same things. Like we're talking about carrots. There's purple carrots, white, yellow, red, um, all kinds of different colors. So same fun. with Yeah. Broccoli, um, cauliflower, corn. There's a rainbow of veggies that we usually only see one color of that mm-hmm. rainbow. So... Anyway, in our gardens, I have been focusing more on blue and purple. And I had a client in Nashville whose daughter was 17 year old daughter was a cancer survivor. And in her garden, I went to it every other week and I only planted purple varieties of everything tomatoes, everything. And um, they have some cancer fighting specific nutrients in those. Color ranges. Um, I'm not a doctor, but it is incredible to see how nature and food can heal our bodies in different ways. So, Mm -hmm. my two favorites right now are called blue butterfly pea, and it's a vine that grows like a weed. It's not a weed, Um, it's an incredible food resource. So, um, it is a tiny little pea if you let it like a snap pea. Um, Or you can let it dry out and eat the peas dry or cook them. But my favorite is the flower. It's this bright, bright purple flower that has incredible um, micronutrients and um, different, yeah, purple specific things in them that you don't get from other varieties. So, blue butterfly pea vine, you can get them at Gaverney Gardens on Center Street (laughs) uh, for $23 and um, a couple other local nurseries and Jupiter Farms definitely sell them. And um, yeah, I have one climbing a trellis and I usually almost boil water, put a bunch of the flowers in the hot water sucks out all the color. Um, And the flowers are kind of clear, translucent when you strain them out. And you can either make lemonade out of it. You can drink it straight. It doesn't really taste like anything, Um, but it's really fascinating. And then blue zones are the few places on earth where there's the most healthy 100-year-old people. And at least in Japan, one one of the main food sources for these people are Okinawa sweet potatoes, which are dark purple. And in different famines over time, those sweet potatoes have really helped. They call it tsunami food. So when a tsunami would wipe out a farm, the only food that they could recover were the sweet potatoes that were underground. So these purple sweet potatoes are so rich in nutrients Mm. and have really sustained people in that place. And they're seeing the incredible health benefits long-term. So I'm growing purple sweet potatoes and I'm super fascinated. Blueberries, blackberries, things like that, of course, but... If you have any ideas or other things you guys know of, let me know.
0: Yes, I love that. And you can share those ideas also with stepping up with toy at iCloud.com. I get really excited even as you're talking. I just it creates this creativity in me. And again, someone who, to be honest, Even when I would do like little cooking episodes in my business, I had a friend say, please always share how you weren't always confident in the kitchen, and I'm still growing there. But I remember my son telling me I made, I don't know, a dish I'd made one time, but he said, this tastes like heaven. Oh, and I said, buddy. And I said, you know how I'm teaching you to swim? And, you know, I told him how he has like an Olympic swimmer inside of him and it's all about mindset, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're giving mommy so much confidence when you say things like that. So he would start really. Saying these wonderful things oh. about my cooking, which made me want to cook more. And, I, and then I have a daughter who's like, Mommy, it's okay to get messy in the kitchen, you know? And she's amazing in the kitchen. And I'm like, what are you trying to say, kid? But because I had this neat side about me, the whole mess of cooking, and I started letting myself mm. have more fun. And so as you're talking about these benefits, and that's what I want our listeners to hear, kind of take those holds off of yourself and have fun with food and explore and you know maybe you're not necessarily going to grow some of these things that Nina's talking about but where can we expand our palate mm-hmm. where can we start to add more color to our plate and really allow we eat with our eyes mm-hmm. so seeing that even as you're talking, I'm seeing that color and it just gets me hungry and excited to try, to mm-hmm. to step out and try. So yeah. I'm just so thankful for these shares today and just the <laughs> journey that God has had you on and um, all that you're learning and your passion for sharing with other people. Because it's people like you that really encourage people like me to try new things, to maybe give the food foresting thing a try again, (laughs) and ask questions. And I love that you said that too. Asking others that are maybe gifted in an area that we're not Mm -hmm. can really help build our confidence. And I I wanna encourage those that that are listening, as a parent, if you're walking through something right now with your kiddo, please do not isolate. Man, the greatest weapon against isolation is connection. And so reach out. Look at some parents that you feel like, man, I, I like their kids. You know, there's no perfect kid, just like there's no perfect person, just like there's no perfect church, school, marriage. We're not in heaven yet. Yeah. But I I want that to encourage you, look around and see others that are doing things well that maybe you want to do, and ask them some questions. You also are valuing them, Mm -hmm. but we'll learn so much that way. Mm -hmm. And we can probably also spare some of the bruises, right? Some of the like, okay, I did this. If I was talking to you, Nina, you'd be like, I did this, and the way to grow that faster, or let me save you some, I even love as you talked about the planters, like, when you talked about the insects and some of our challenges on our little farm, um, John finding organic ways to get rid of bugs but save our food or even Mm. some of the The bunnies or whatever it is that are eating food before we even get to eat it. Or my chickens even jumping in my garden. And I'm like, okay, I want to feed you from the garden. But I also need to eat out of the garden too, right? So I'm just thankful for the way that you've shared with us. And I love that they can find you um, on the Dirt Academy .com. Yep. And I love all the free opportunities you have to really um, help others have fun with food. Totally. So thank you so much for being here. I just love having you in my home and I learned so much. And just like every single episode, my hope and prayer is that something that you heard from today's episode with Nina Shirley and this conversation will better help you step into each day, each week, each month, and each year. Thanks so much for listening, and thank you, Nina, for being here.
1: Thank you, Toy.
0: Thanks for listening to the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. If this episode has encouraged you, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and feel free to reach out to us at steppingupwithtoy at iCloud.com. Most importantly, remember, you are not alone.